So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. It's time for another episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. My job is to help lawyers figure out how to use technology better. I'm happy to be recording from my home office in lovely Winter Park, Florida today. As you know, if you're a regular listener, I travel all the time. It's always a pleasure to be at home, so I'm super happy about that. And today's guest is a gentleman named Jeff Alford. He's an attorney in Western Kentucky. We're going to spend a few minutes talking to him about his solo practice and uh, how he and I ran into each other, and I asked him to be a guest on the show. But before we get started, I want to make sure and take a few minutes to thank our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800 answer one or online at answerone.com. That's answer1.com. Of course, I want to make sure and thank Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. And I want to thank our sponsor, Perfectit. Perfected is a legal-specific proofreading software that locates mistakes that neither spellcheck nor the most eagle-eyed lawyer can find. Try Perfected from free at intelligentediting.com, and I'm happy to announce that they've given us a new solo discount code. You can use it within the next 10 days at intelligentediting.com, and that discount code is new solo. Unbundled Attorney is a premium lead generation service that delivers exclusive leads directly into your inbox in real time. Looking to get more leads and grow your practice? Visit unbundledattorney.com today. Hey, Jeff, are you there? Yes, I am. Awesome. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. Where are you? I am in my office in Paducah, Kentucky, which is right about where the Ohio River and the Mississippi River meets. And um, Paducah, why do I, is that like the name of a song or something? Why, does, why is Paducah like a city that people know of? I don't know that a lot of people do know of really? it. Really? Usually you have to explain how to pronounce the name. Maybe where I'm getting it confused with Podunk. Is that insulting? Because I don't mean it to be. Actually, uh, there is an actual town called Podunk. <laughs> no. no. It is uh, just down the road, oh. right near Possum Trot. <laughs> About 20 miles from here. I don't even believe you. True story. Look it up. <laughs> You know, as the geography major that I was, I am totally going to look it up a little bit later. Um, I was recently, actually, it's been a year now. I was out in Kentucky for the first time, but I think I was in the easternmost part of Kentucky doing a technology audit at a legal aid organization over there. And I wish I could remember the name of one of the three little towns that I was in, but I had a great time. It was in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Mount, it was so beautiful. It was so peaceful. Are you sort of in a rural area? We are. For our area, Paducah and McCracken County, where I practice, is kind of a, uh, I think the term that is often used is a micropolitan area because we, <laughs> we, attra- we attract actually well over 100,000 
people regularly each month to our area, but uh, as far as population-wise, Paducah only has about 28,000 people, and I think somewhere around 65,000 in the entire county of McCracken, but they pull from southern Illinois, southeastern Missouri, and western Kentucky because there's a lot of shops and restaurants and things like that. Oh, no kidding. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel that attorneys are hesitant to either move or start practices in rural areas because they think there's not going to be business or, you know, it's going to be hard to sustain a practice. It sounds like you have not had that problem. Now, um, and I, I, I've heard those same types of, of statements and same types of arguments. Uh, when I went through law school, I was actually already married and, and we had our first child. So looking at post-law school life, my wife and I were kind of considering lifestyle mm-hmm. choices uh, from the standpoint of, you know, I, I actually interviewed with some, some larger firms up in central Illinois and, and in Chicago and considered that, but they were kind of what you'd call the meat grinder type firms. Sure. Yeah. Nobody wants to get into one of those. Nobody does that on purpose. Yeah. You, you go for the <laughs> interview and they're like, oh, here, here's your office. Uh, and this is the couch for your office. It also folds out into a bed. Uh, here's your <laughs> private sure you bath. Make sure you bill your 2,200 hours. Right. Here's your private bath with the <laughs> oh, shower. God. And before you know it, you're kind of thinking they don't want you to go home. <laughs> so yeah. part of the reason why uh, we, we chose this area was because we already had our daughter. We knew we wanted more children and, and it's a great area to raise a family. As far as making a living, Honestly, I mean, dollar-wise, probably less than what you would make practicing law in a bigger city, but you also have to factor in that that dollar goes much further in areas like ours because the cost of living is so much lower. That's very good. And do you, as far as the other, like the legal network in your area, are there a lot of other lawyers? Do you all pretty much know each other? Is it a good supportive network? Tell me a little bit about being a lawyer in a rural town. Yeah, that's kind of hard to say rural. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> in a micropolitan area. I like that much better. <laughs> Feel free. I, yeah, I didn't trademark I'm that one. Totally going to um, use it. Yeah, McCracken County, uh, if you look at the uh, Kentucky Bar Association uh, statistics, I think McCracken County has somewhere around 240 lawyers uh, hmm. or lawyers that state that they practice within McCracken County because, of course, folks cross county lines all the time. Uh, so that being said... For the most part, it is a fairly close community. Uh, I know pretty much every attorney that practices in Paducah and McCracken County in some way, shape, or form. Obviously, I'm closer to some than others. You know, I my practice, we advocate uh, for people in high-conflict and high-asset divorce litigation. And normally, from talking with attorneys across the country in similar-type practices, it sounds like they're having to deal with people constantly in very hostile professional relationships. Like uh, some attorneys seem to think that they have to hate each other's guts in order to effectively advocate for their clients. But our area, we're actually very fortunate. We go to court, we'll duke it out. And then at the end of the day, you know, may go grab a beer together or something like that. No, that's really good. I like that. That's what you should do. I describe it to folks like, you know, kind of like the old uh, Warner Brothers cartoon with the wolf and the sheepdog. They have breakfast together, yeah. then they go punch in and try and blow each other up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to advocate for moving to rural areas where lawyers are needed and uh, encourage people that it's not so bad. The lifestyle is comfortable. The living can be made and lawyers in those areas are friendly with each other. I'm going to go with that. 
I think it's interesting that you and I have seen each other twice at technology conferences far outside the geographical lines of Paducah. So <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about that because I think a lot of lawyers don't think there's much value in traveling to technology or practice management conferences or even just legal conferences. But I feel you're one of those attorneys that does. And I wanted you to sort of talk about that. And, you know, we can talk about the fact that we ran into each other at Ernest Spence's small firm boot camp that he's been doing for a couple of years and want to talk about some of the tips and tricks and ideas that you picked up from that. But let me just, you know, go back and ask you about, you know, the value that you find in, in traveling to those conferences and the people that you meet, you know, like tell lawyers why that sort of stuff is so useful and important. Yeah, certainly. I think that a lot of attorneys have this mindset that a lot of the conferences that, for instance, the ABA Tech Show, or I go to uh, what used to be called Milo Fest, now it's mm-hmm. MacTrack Legal. I go to that sure. just about every year. Ernie's Boot Camp, uh, you know, these larger, more nationally oriented conferences or tech oriented conferences. Oh, those are great for big city firms or your large firms, but that's not really for me in places like Paducah, Kentucky. And I found it's exactly the opposite. By going to those conferences uh, and bringing back these big ideas and trying to implement them into my own practice, it's put me leaps and bounds ahead of uh, other attorneys uh, in my area. I constantly will throw out an idea and people will say, well, that would never work around here, quote unquote. (sighs) And then They say it's malarkey. I feel like malarkey is a word that would be used in Western Kentucky. That's malarkey, Jeff. Bunch of malarkey. Uh, This is a family show, so we'll say, yeah, malarkey's good. We'll go with that. Go with that. Yeah. And then can you give me an example of what one of those things is that you said, yeah, I went to this conference and they had this suggestion and somebody said, come on, Jeff, that's a bunch of malarkey. That's not going to work out here. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, uh, I was one of the first attorneys in the area to start using Clio. Uh, oh, for example, my favorite. And um, I actually turned, I don't know, something like half a dozen different attorneys or firms onto Clio back early, early days of Clio. That's great. Was it um, protests like, well, you're just one lawyer. What do you need to pay a monthly fee to manage your practice? Can't you just do it with Word and Excel? It was uh, really more of the software as a service idea oh, that okay. people griped against because um, there were. Several attorneys were using the old uh, Amicus or sure, a Time Matters uh, or a PC. Time Matters, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, those things are just dinosaurs. Uh, it, <laughs> it's so funny the way we talk about them, like they like they are actually dead and gone, and they're not. But we talk about them like they are because we have these great options, like you said, software as a service that is very good and affordable. So yeah, go ahead. Well, and I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't dog on PC law too much because my bookkeeper still swears by it for the, you know, back office accounting sure. side of things. Good, solid tool. Still a dinosaur. Sure. Uh, but that that's one example. Um, that's some funny. of the other things, you know, I, I've turned several folks on to SpeakWrite for dictation. Love uh, it. Text Expander. Uh, you know, all these, you know, these different What about tools. the fact that you're a Mac? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know... I started trying to push towards using Mac computers in a law office, um, well, about a year or two before I went to my first Milo Fest, which I've been going since the second Milo Fest. Uh, That's cool. That's a fun conference. Year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've made lots of friends there mm-hmm. um, and it gotten a lot of ideas uh, from there. 
And I did get a lot of pushback when I first started using Macs. And now it's actually becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that is because of software as a service. Um, it is. Microsoft's shift into being a little bit more platform agnostic mm-hmm. uh, since Satya Nadella uh, took yeah. over. Sorry, I'm probably getting way nerdier and geekier than, than you want it's me okay, to. It's okay. I'm going to, we're going to cut in the nerd alert noise. Yeah, there you go. Don't worry about it. Uh, but actually, the Mac has been awesome. You know, I use a MacBook Air and uh, I take it with me to court because I'm not paper free, but I'm using, trying to use less paper. We scan yep. everything. I think PDF Pen Pro is one of, if not the best, PDF tools out there. Several folks use Adobe Acrobat Pro, but I think that's way more than what I need. Sure. And um, I've used my MacBook Air to do courtroom presentations and uh, just keep track of everything as I'm presenting cases. I had a, I've also started using my iPad a lot more in court, especially with the Apple Pencil. I had a case, uh, it was a divorce case, fairly high asset case over in Southern Illinois back a few years ago, and I was against this older attorney who was insistent that I provide all of the discovery in paper form, did not want it electronically. Jeez, I hope you just emailed it to him and made him print it himself. Oh, no, 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 no. I I printed off every page, piled it all up loosely in a banker's box and shipped it. All to your advantage, my friend. All to your advantage. During during the trial, (laughs) I had everything on my iPad, and I was just skipping around, jumping all over the place while he's rummaging through his box Making an occasional paper. Sudoku move while you waited for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of shift and, and trying to use that kind of technology has definitely made an impression, not only with other members of the bar, but also with your clients. When they see, you know, you're just cutting right through things and not making the judge upset mm-hmm. while you're, you know, he's waiting for you to find something, as opposed to the other counsel they're going to refer way more people to you. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I like that you use technology as a weapon. I think <laughs> it's important for lawyers to realize that it can be, right? I say that all the oh, time yeah. and and I get these funny looks like, what do you mean? And I think, just think about it. You said we earlier. And so I wanted to ask you about your office. I failed to ask you what kind of law you practice, although you've hinted to it a little bit, but tell us a little bit about the type of practice that you have and then who else is in your office. Sure. My practice is primarily high conflict divorce cases, child custody, high asset, that sort of thing. I have two legal assistants uh, as well. There's another attorney here. Her practice is more towards criminal defense with some family law. And then I have a uh, part-time bookkeeper. Okay, good. Let's take a quick break before we move on to our next segment and hear just a couple messages from our sponsors. Imagine how much faster you could work if you spent less time proofreading. Almost every lawyer wastes hours each week proofreading rather than producing legal work. With Perfect, it's American legal style. You spend less time proofreading and have more time to focus on substantive matters. It's easy to use and there's no training required. Try Perfect It for free from intelligentediting.com and start saving time on proofreading today. Are you a family law, immigration, or estate planning attorney looking to attract new leads and retain more clients? Join hundreds of other solos and small firms just like you who use Unbundled Attorney to receive premium, exclusive leads delivered directly into their inbox in real time. To learn more about how their lead generation services can grow your practice, 
Subscribe to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast or visit unbundledattorney.com today. Okay, we're back. Jeff, you still with me? I am. Great. So um, I wanted to just recap a couple of things that you mentioned in case people are needing to hear things again. Some tools that you use and you love and you rely on are Clio for Practice Management. Yes. Text Expander, which we should tell everybody what that is. But I think, hold on a second. Let's hold on to Text Expander because we can use it in talking about the context of Ernie's bootcamp because they did a whole presentation on Text Expander. Sure. PDF Pro, you like over Adobe Acrobat because it's less expensive and does all the basic stuff that you need. Does it redact for you? Obviously, uh, it yes. must. Okay, good. Because yes. that seems to be, you know, like where PDF software becomes expensive is when you're asking for things like redaction and Bates numbering. So Bates numbering is about the only thing I found that PDF Pen Pro doesn't do. Mm-hmm. But um, I rarely need Bates stamping. Okay. So that's just an important point to make because those are the, mm. usually that'll draw the line. But as long as it redacts for most lawyers, you know, a reasonably priced PDF program that does all the basic stuff, including redacting, is good. Do you remember what it cost? Ish. Uh, PDF Pen Pro usually will run. I want to say about one hundred twenty dollars, but okay. you can watch. It's one of the Smile software, which also does Text Expander. Yep. They have sales all the time, or they'll be bundled in like Mac bundles because okay. uh, it it is important. It is a Mac only oh, software. We should definitely say that, right? But I think I managed to pick it up. Uh, on a sale for like $65. Yeah, I which... got Text Expander once on a sale for like, wait, I think it is 19 for half. But no, um, I mean, PDF Pin Pro, I got it for 65 as opposed to 120 Yeah, right. I'm sorry. And I was just saying, yes, I think they put their stuff on sale every once in a while. Text Expander being one of the tools, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So, And, and I want to spell that out so people know. We're saying PDF Pen, P-E-N, Pro. Correct. Okay. And then you also mentioned SpeakWrite, which you use to dictate into, do you use your iPhone? I do. Okay, so you dictate into your iPhone. It sends a live recording of your voice to a human being. The human being actually transcribes it and sends it back in whatever format you want. It's very reasonably priced, too. I used to use SpeakWrite. Oh, yeah. it's. Um, I think it's like one and a fourth penny per yeah. word. And they use the you know Microsoft word count. So I don't necessarily dictate everything, you know, like the heading of the of the case or anything like that, but just the guts of it. They yeah. send it to me as a Word document. You cut and paste. It's super simple. And the turnaround time is usually somewhere two to three hours. Right. They're really fast. That's really mm-hmm. good. And then what size iPad do you have? Uh, I have the, what is it? The nine and a half inch uh, iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, he bought the massive. Like, yeah. You know, Ernie old. bought the massive one first. And then yes. he, he exchanged it for the smaller one eventually because it was just too big. Yeah, it's it's like your Moses carrying around like one of the Ten Commandment <laughs> tablets or something. But this buddy of mine, he absolutely loves it, but it's just too big for me. So I waited until they came out with the smaller one. God, uh, maybe that's where Moses went wrong. I mean, if he had only had the tablet, imagine how many other more commandments he could have written <laughs> with the ease of that tablet and that pen. We'd have so many more. Good Lord. Um, well, cool. No, that's good. I wanted to make sure we recapped on all that stuff. And um, because I think... You know, our listeners really like hearing other tips and tools from lawyers that, that you use and recommend. Let's talk a little bit about Ernie's small firm boot camp. Sure. So Ernest Fenson, who is very well known in the legal community as a former lawyer and a consultant and um, a trainer teaching lawyers how to use technology better, has for the past couple of years put on this great technology conference in 
New Orleans. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that I have an apartment in New Orleans because it's the city where my heart is. I spend a lot of time there. Ernie is one of my best friends and we have a whole group of, you know, really good legal eagles down there. And this conference comes on and Ernie has packed that room. Um, Was this your first year there, Jeff? It was. Great. And so how'd you hear about it and what made you come down? Well, I followed Ernie's blog for years. Yeah. um, And this conference looked like the itinerary looked very good. My friend Brett Burney was speaking. Uh, yeah. I've known Brett for years. I met him through the Milo Fest conference. And, uh, he'd always have a good time hanging out together at, at conferences and things like that. He's such a great, uh, smart guy. It's, oh, he's yeah. awesome. He's, yeah. he's awesome. Yep. Plus, it fell right in line with one of my daughters graduating from high school. So I said, hey, how would you like to go to New Orleans for graduation? And then, Aww, awesome. So dad got to go to a conference. She got a trip to New Orleans. And I get to write it off. It's all good. That's it's perfect. Before we just sort of pass by Brett, do you can you off the top of your head, or I can look it up real quick, remember the name of his his blog with the software review on it? Because I'd like to mention it. Uh look it up it real quick. Apps in law. Is it? Apps in law. I think that might be right. APPSinlaw.com. So Brett Burney, for those of you who haven't heard of Brett Burney, he's, it's Brett, B-R-E-T-T-B-U-R-N-E-Y, was also a lawyer, is now a consultant, he specializes in e-discovery. He's the past chair of the ABA Tech Show, just like me, and is just a really knowledgeable, smart, you know, again, attorney consultant who's constantly sharing his knowledge and ideas. He has a website. I know he does a newsletter. Um, I don't know. Does he do a podcast? He might even do a podcast. But again, if you're one of those lawyers that's looking for more resources to help you with practice management and technology, make sure you look up Brett and follow him. Did you find it, Jeff? Uh, I was actually trying to look. I pulled up his LinkedIn page to see if I could find it. All right. Well, people will find it when they put in apps in law. If we can, or um, Brett Bernie, if we can find it while we're chatting, we will. So you see this conference, you decide to go down there. It looks like a great agenda. And there were some really great speakers on there. And one of the things that Brett Bernie did with Andrew Legrand, who's an attorney from New Orleans that I've had on the show. Andrew is, again, like the small world that we sort of live in is one of my dearest friends. He's a young attorney who is a major tech user. I mean, he just goes all out. So if you're interested in learning about automating your practice, there's, I think I actually had to turn the episode with Andrew into two episodes because the content he gave us was so good. They did an hour long presentation on text expander. So I just want, I don't want you to take an hour, (laughs) but for a couple minutes, you know, explain to lawyers what text expander is and how you use it. Sure. Text expander is a program that allows you to essentially use the power of what, you know, if you've been working with word processors for several years and are familiar with using macros at all, uh, you can take that power and apply it across pretty much all of your software where you just type in short little what they call snippets, three, four keystrokes to produce massive amounts of text. could be anything from just a simple address all the way up to whole letters. Mm-hmm. So it kind of does what it says. It expands text. So when you put in, so I use it too, and I am constantly having to put in a signature block. You can reach me at, and then my name, my phone number, my email address, and my website, right? So just just four pieces of information that I'm constantly typing, and they're not always mm-hmm. necessarily at the end of an email. So I created a little snippet 
which is my SIG, M-Y-S-I-G, and anywhere and everywhere that I am on my computer, whether I'm in Word, in an email, putting in a comment on a website, if I type my SIG, it expands that text into those four lines. So you can use it for very short phrases, like if there's a word you have a hard time spelling, medical terms, or like you said, you could use it for pages worth of text or clauses. For me, as a bi-tech user, so I'm both a Mac and a PC, and I'm constantly moving between the two of them. One of the most awesome things Text Expander did was create a cloud-based storage for the snippets. So I log into my PC or onto my Mac, whether it's in Orlando, New Orleans, or on an airplane, and my phone, because there's a keyboard for it on the iPhone. And right. wherever I am, I have access to those snippets. They are, I would die without those things. That tool is so important to me. So yeah, well, one thing you want to be aware of, uh, because Brett and I were actually both trying to do tech support for a gentleman who was just learning how to use Text Expander at Ernie's conference. And uh, if you have an iPad with the, what do they call that? The Apple Magic Keyboard, that you know, the case that keyboard won't recognize the text expander keyboard that's a soft keyboard on the screen. So you have to actually turn off the magic keyboard, use the screen keyboard on the iPad, it won't let you use that. However, if you have a Logitech keyboard, it'll work with that. Oh, that's weird. So that's there's interesting. You. A yeah, little there's tip you. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Save you some Googling. Um, <laughs> tell me what other tips or tools you learned about at the boot camp. Give our attorneys a couple more. Um, well, one of the, uh, just actually before we leave text expander, one of the things I want to make sure it's clear because this has actually been a conversation on the Slack channel from the boot camp afterwards. And I actually posted some things in there about that. I actually started using text expander even more. So I historically have used it for signature blocks, addresses, a couple of short letters, addresses, things like that, or time entries. Um, I actually, with the new and updated text expander, which allows you to use drop down menus and different things. I've started creating entire forms that you can complete. So like while we were there at the boot camp, I showed Brett, uh, I programmed it an entire divorce petition. Oh my and, gosh, no way. <laughs> and you use the, uh, there's a, a fill top line of code that you can use in text expander. So it'll go through and it'll find all of those spaces to fill in information. And you just fill those in rather than having to tab through. And it takes that, populates it, boom, it starts creating documents for you. Yeah, it can be very sophisticated. So if it's something you get into, make sure you don't just use the tip of the iceberg with it. Spend a few minutes really learning what that product and that tool can do for not just your practice. I mean, for every single thing you do on a digital device, that software is pretty amazing. Oh, and I'll let you answer your question about what else did you learn at the boot camp after this quick break we're going to take. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and then get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NEWSOLO10. That's NEWSOLO10. And do that at Clio.com, C-L-I-O.com. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. 
answer ones available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Okay, we're back. And thank you everyone for taking a few moments to listen to the messages from our sponsors. Please remember to go and visit their websites. Uh, we do want to support them because we couldn't do the show without them. So we're back talking to Jeff Alford and we were talking uh, about the boot camp, Ernie Svensson Small Firm Boot Camp, where Jeff and I met. And we're just talking about Text Expander and Brett Burney as one of the speakers and Angela Grand, who I've had on this show. And I was going to say to Jeff, but then we got on a, you know, text expander love fest. I was going to let Jeff tell us what a couple of other things are that he learned or picked up at the boot camp. Sure. You know, one of the things that Ernie's boot camp or, you know, the other tech conferences I think have going against them is that people think of it as, uh, or think of them, rather I should say, as just quote unquote tech conferences. And there are a number of lawyers who do not identify themselves as techie, quote unquote. But at all of these conferences, you get so much more than just knowledge about tech. There's also a lot of information that is shared in the networking programs and even in the presentations themselves that go specifically towards growing your business, making your business more efficient, not just with technology, but just in other different ways. John Fisher at Ernie's. Oh, yeah. Camp, he, you know, he did an amazing job talking about marketing and networking and, you know, presenting yourself and telling your story. There was, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I just drew a blank on the gentleman's name who was there, actually was a marketer and a uh, copywriter. Oh, right. What was um, that guy's name? Mark Jace? Lee. Mark Lee. Anyway, there was a guy there. Yeah. But <laughs> fill that in later. <laughs> but Go to Ernie's it, Boot Camp's website. We don't know. Exactly. But you know, awesome, awesome tips for how to market your practice and, and that sort of thing. Uh, John Fisher, he talked about, you know, the power of writing a book and using that to market your practice. I actually just, my book was published uh, earlier this year because it was an idea that Victor Medina from MacTrack Legal had presented last fall and got me inspired. And, and I took, basically repurposed a lot of uh, prior writings I had and worked wow. with an editor and and got that published. And that is, that's one of the best business cards I've ever had. Well, what's the book about? Are you going to tell us? I mean, sure. you have to beg it's, for it. You know, always leave them wanting more. You know? <laughs> no, it's uh, called Breaking Up is Hard to Do, but Doesn't Have to Be, a Divorce Survival Guide. And oh, excellent. It's available on Amazon, on Kindle, or in paperback. But uh, I used Create Space, which is uh, an Amazon subsidiary to help me get it published. It, you know, it's for sale on Amazon, but as an attorney and a practitioner, they charge the same whether I order, you know, five of them or I order 500. It's about $3 a book. Wow. And is it for clients or for lawyers? It is for clients. It's okay. definitely yeah. written towards clients because Sounds those like are the people who are going to hire me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sure. anybody that comes in, has a consultation with me, anybody that hires me, they get a copy of it. If I go to a speaking engagement, I take a box of them, you know, give them out, and it helps to establish me as an authority in that field uh, because it impresses people. Uh, you're a published author. You must know yep. what you're talking about. It's true. That's a great tip and suggestion. And I hope you inspire other lawyers to do the same. 
Um, if Barbara Leach ever listens to this episode, I want to remind her that she owes everybody from that boot camp a book. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else did you learn? What were some of the other tools or services that you checked into, or maybe you've checked out since you got back? Well, uh, actually, I uh, there was a presentation about Google AdWords mm-hmm, yeah. by Conrad I, Sam. Yes, it was excellent. I actually used to use Google AdWords quite a bit. And I kind of drifted away from that because I started actually doing a lot more advertising using Facebook. And I just started toying around a little bit with some of the tips that he gave in that presentation, literally while we were sitting there. um, Oh, great. And kind of tweaked a couple of ads, changed up a few things. And uh, I think my click-through rate has gone up. uh, I just got the report yesterday or day before. Click-through rate was up 67%. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was amazing. That's awesome. What about, do you have any other really great tools and services that you use that you want to tell everybody before we unfortunately wrap it up? <laughs> you know, the, uh, I know we already talked about the iPad a little bit, but since the advent of the Apple Pencil. Yeah. You know, I was actually going to ask you more about that. Mm-hmm. I use Notability for my note taking and the great thing about that is, of course, it's excellent at reading the handwriting with the Apple Pencil. You mm-hmm. can record while you're taking notes. Uh, you can set it so that when you highlight a certain section that you've written, it'll jump to that portion of the recording and play back what was being said at that time. Uh, so a lot of great benefits. Of course, now, if you're using that in consultations with clients, check your local rules. But usually it's a good idea to say, hey, do you mind if I record right. this and write as I take notes. And are you excited about a new iPad when those come out or you think you're good with this? Because I think everybody has that thought in their head when Apple releases the, you know, the next edition of something, should I get it? Is there any reason that you think you would jump to a new iPad? It is, uh, it's always super tempting for a uh, tech nerd to jump in, grab the newest, (laughs) shittiest thing, right? Um, I know. I, and so I'm, I'm constantly at war with myself between, well, this is working, but that's so pretty. I know. I'm having a real hard time still trying to decide between a drone or a 3D printer. Neither Ooh. of which I, what I know what I would do with, but because I'm also a tech nerd and have to have every little thing that comes out, I'm like, oh, a drone would be so cool. I could take pictures of my garden from up top. <laughs> a 3D <laughs> printer. Oh my God. What could I do with that? So, um, yeah, I know. I've been looking at those new iPads too. And the new iPhone, whenever it decides to come out, looks like it's going to be amazing. I think that is such a funny addiction that the Mac users have. Right. Anything new and shiny that they put out, we want it. Yeah. I uh, I have to admit the new iPad that's, uh, what is it, 10 and a half inches? 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tempting for, you know, one, it's still not the Moses you know, 10 right. Amendment tablet size, <laughs> but it is bigger and, uh, you know, I've, my eyes are now 42 years old and I find myself squinting and trying to use that, that stretch thing so I could read small print more and more. It, it's amazing what one centimeter will do for you on devices. Imagine a whole extra inch on one of those screens. I yeah. Mean, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been really fun having you on. I appreciate your time and sharing all your knowledge and experience and encouraging lawyers to practice in rural areas, but then get out of those areas. Hey, if you want me to come and do a presentation at your bar, so Jeff, if you want to, you know, if you want to bring this show in house, why don't you and I put on like a half day at your bar 
tell them, you know, we'll come and we'll do that. And then all those attorneys who think that there's no reason to get out, we'll give them like a little teaser and then they'll think, wow, that was amazing. I wonder if I go to Chicago one year, how much more I'd get out of this. That'd be fun. Careful uh, saying things like that. I'm actually the president of the McCracken Bar Association this year. I may take you up on that. No, look, I'm easy. Just pay for my travel and um, I'll come up there. I love doing that sort of stuff. I think that's really fun. So, and anyone else that's listening, you know, a lot of us that are in this little world are always happy to travel to conferences and to put conferences on, which I do all the time. Just cover our travel and we'll be there. All right. All right. Cool. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Before we go, you advertise yourself as a technology consultant. (laughs) So why don't I get to ask you a question? Oh, I love that idea. Okay. Well, let's hope I can answer it. Give me an easy one. Okay. Well, what is the number one tech tool you would recommend for lawyers to improve their practice? So that's a great question, actually. And it's funny that that's what you chose to ask me because I'm, um, I do consulting for the Florida Bar Board of Governors, right? And the incoming, the president-elect called me and said, hey, you know, I want you to sit down with me and give me some ideas of what I need to do. And for her, it was not just that she's a busy, her name is Michelle Suskauer and she's the president-elect and will become so in a couple weeks in Florida. It's not so much only for improving her practice. She has a a successful practice, a criminal defense practice, but she really is going to become soon overwhelmed with the responsibilities of being the president of an 80,000, 100,000 lawyer bar. And I sat down, I made a list of the things that I want her to start using. So first of all, she needs to get Clio is the first thing I'm going to tell her because of course I think Clio is a great practice management software. But on my list of the little things that are easy for her, it was text expander, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. A password manager, which... Oh, excellent. Right? And I don't think people understand the value of both of those tools together. If you think about how much time you waste, either looking up a password, resetting a password, finding an old document to copy and paste text from, just the hassles, the minutes that up in a day in those two little things, looking for text and logging into stuff. So it was going to be text expander. I use RoboForm because I've used it for a million years and it's been great, but I know there are, which one do you use? For a password manager? Yeah. Uh, I use 1Password. Yeah. So 1Password is obviously very popular. And then the other thing I was going to show her is Chrometa. Do you know about Chrometa? Uh, I've heard about it. I've never used it though. Yeah. So I think, and because it integrates with Clio and a lot of other products, but it's a, one of the tools, one of the integrations with Clio that I really like. It's a little bit creepy what it does. So it's Chrometa, C-H-R-O-M-E-T-A.com. And what it does, you install it, PC or Mac, and I have it on all of them. So I have one subscription and it sits on my PC and it sits on my Mac. And it's kind of like a weird big brother, sort of sits there and it watches everything you do all day. And you can set rules. So you can say to it, when I visit facebook.com, do not log my time. But otherwise, it at the end of the day, it sort of creates a report of everything you did. You spent 20 minutes in this Word document. You replied to this email. You surfed this long on the internet. And it really breaks down what you did. Then what you do is pretty quickly, you go down the line and you assign that time to a matter. If there is one, right. Like it connects to Clio. So you can say, okay, it goes to that matter, it goes to that matter. And then it helps create an easy time entry in Clio. 
Oh, that's pretty slick. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, definitely check it out. So those are the three, four, really, if you want to throw Clio in, it's a big one. But for just day-to-day time-saving, especially for lawyers, I think text expansion tools, a password manager, and then something that sort of creepily but very helpfully captures your time in the background is of paramount importance. Excellent tip. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Before I let you go, tell everybody how they can become friends with you, follow you, keep an eye on you, get your book. Sure. My website is alfordlawoffice.com, A-L-F-O-R-D, lawoffice.com, or you can just type in jeffalford.com. Took me forever to snag that one, but I got it. Oh, good. Good (laughs) job. That's another important tip. Find me on Twitter at at Jeff Alford, J-E-F-F-A-L-F-O-R-D. And the book is available on Amazon in Kindle or paperback form. Oh, well, great, Jeff. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been really nice chatting with you. I look forward to seeing you in Paducah. I will look to see what I can do about (laughs) making that happen. That's awesome. For everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network today. If you love this episode, please take a minute to head over to iTunes, rate it, leave us a review, the good kind. It'd be very, very much appreciated. Until then... Remember, you're not alone. You're new solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice. Solo, here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Hi, my name is Jared Korea. I love fondue, long walks on the beach, and I have a large collection of Grover Washington albums at my home. Oh, I also host a podcast on Legal Talk Network called The Legal Toolkit, where we talk about law practice management issues and Warren Zevon every month. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or LegalTalkNetwork.com. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.